following contest is scheduled for one ball. Hey, hey, it's your boy KJ, and welcome to the first ever UFC review on the Roped In Podcast. Oh boy, what a night. UFC 242, Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Both excellent, top level, the highest level of lightweights you could possibly find in the world. What a night. It was just absolutely insane start to finish. It's so hard to even put into words how amazing of a night it was. I was with a few friends. We had a great time. But before I get into all the nitty-gritty details of what happened, how the venue was, etc., etc., I do want to kind of, you know, because this is the, the pilot episode, let's say, of uh, of the UFC Mixed Martial Arts Reviews, what what I kind of wanted to do was explain to you guys what my history of the UFC is like and what I kind of know and, you know, uh, do you even have to take my word for, for any credible source, you know, because there's so many people that like to talk shit, but they don't really know what I'm what they're talking about and I, I could possibly be one of them, you know, you never know. So I, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of history and then it's up to you to take my word for, you know, Whatever I think should happen or or whatever I think happened, why did it happen in case of, you know, Paul Felder and Edson Barbosa, for example. So uh, I've been watching UFC for a long, long, long time. I have been watching it since UFC 89, I want to say. So uh, it's 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 been well over 10 years I've uh, I've watched since the double digits. Uh, it was it's UFC in the start for me. It was kind of like, oh, what the fuck is this boring bullshit? Like, why are these guys, you know, they're they're hugging each other and they're holding on to each other? Like, why would I want to see this? But then I started learning, w- like, how difficult it actually is to be doing this stuff, and and that's kind of where you you build an appreciation for the sport. Uh, it's 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 kind of like you 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 need to I guess understand it's kind of like music in 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 terms of like let's say heavy metal and stuff you don't necessarily understand a lot of people are like oh what the fuck is this it's just noise they're just screaming like why why am I listening to this garbage but once you understand what goes on behind it the purpose of the the instruments being used and the vocals why they are the way they are it 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 changes your perspective on a lot of things and i mean not everyone has to think that way but i me personally i i like to i like to you know sort of watch the the sport or like even with with music i start i try to understand it from perspective of a person who knows what they're talking about and sometimes and not necessarily but sometimes you may hear someone talk about something and they look like they know what they're talking about, but you know, it's it's not always the case. So I I have been watching for a very long time. I do understand the sport. I understand what goes on behind it in terms of let's say takedowns and uh, in terms of uh, you know just grappling, positioning, uh, controlling your opponent. It's 
it's like and the pressure like it's it there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the sport and <clears throat> and uh oh by the way my voice is fucked last night i i screamed in every fight every fight so uh i have i have uh kind of uh, impaired vocals today so please excuse my voice but uh yeah so uh, what i was saying was that it's it's hard to understand unless you've spent a lot of time in the sport under trying to understand what what you're looking for but um, and in that meantime i need to make a small correction i've been watching ufc since ufc 81 so it's in 2008 ufc 81 and uh, the reason why I say this is because uh, that's when Brock Lesnar first entered the UFC. And I had a friend come over to, to my house. Uh, I was living in Dubai at the time. And he's like, hey, check it out. Brock Lesnar's in a fight. I was like, oh, like what? Like a street fight. Like he got into a fight and someone recorded it with a camera. He's like, no, he got into a fight, like a fight fight, like a MMA fight. I was like, what the fuck is that? He's like, dude, like, you know, martial arts and stuff. I was like, what, like kung fu? <laughs> and he had to kind of explain to me, like, no, you've got, like, boxing and wrestling and blah, blah. And he he had a significant amount of more knowledge than I did at the time. And he probably does today as well. But he, he sort of introduced me to it. And shout out Anushka if you're listening. But he, see, he put it out there and he was like, all right, you know, like, you know, this is... Like, they, they put them in the cage, and they have, like, a certain set of rules and stuff. And so I started watching, and I was like, why the fuck are these guys just, like, grinding on each other? This is so gay. And that's, like, the one of the most common things people find in a fight, right? Like, for them, it's like, oh, God, why are they just holding on to each other? That's so gay. Well, buddy, there are <laughs> there are a lot of things that go behind that, that position holding, and it I'd like to see you try it. You know, I'd like to see you try it. So I had no idea what the fuck I was watching. But eventually you kind of like if you watch enough knockouts and stuff, it, it captivates you. You know, like I'm just like, oh, shit, that guy just went to sleep. Fuck, I got to watch this. I got to watch that. And then like and then you start like trying to understand why people still watch this, you know, with so much intent. And they're just yelling and screaming and sometimes fights maybe slow but then there's a twist you know and suddenly and i love a good twist ah that i fucking love a good twist so if you see like let's say a fighter suddenly has now you know he stands up and he's like all right boom i've been i've been getting dominated the the whole fight now I stand up throw a kick guys knocked out it's like what the fuck just happened so uh there was a there's a fight i remember ages ago todd duffy versus someone let me just pull that up and see if i can find it but that fight basically todd duffy was was dominating the whole fight and then out of nowhere like the last i think it was round three it was round three where he was he was about to so i think it was a gentleman by the name of mike russo uh ufc 114 yeah this is it uh, round three of the fight two minutes 33 seconds okay so basically it was two minutes and 30 seconds of Todd Duff oh, sorry three rounds and uh, sorry two two full rounds excuse me two full rounds so that's 10 minutes plus two minutes and 30 seconds of Todd Duffy whooping this guy's ass all over the fucking octagon and this motherfucker pops up 
and in three seconds fucking knocks Todd Duffy cold. Todd Duffy was undefeated at this point. And his last fight before that, he so he had fought Tim Haig at, at UFC 102. Todd Duffy put Tim Haig out in seven seconds, setting the UFC record. Todd Duffy was meant to be the shit. And he gets into this fight, dominates this guy for fucking three, almost like two and a half rounds, and, and just night-night. Night-night, goodbye. And so that's that's what I love about fighting, where it's like anything could happen. Anything is possible. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is fucked, you guys. Like, there is too much yelling. And you know what? Me me and my friends, we, we, were, we were talking... Uh, yesterday, I, I'm sorry, grammatically, I should be changing it to my friends and I, but uh, that's that's my little bit of OCD kicking in, guys. It's okay, please forgive me. <laughs> but uh, it was it was uh, it was a fucking crazy night. And the thing is, when we saw the card initially, we were like, "Who the fuck are these guys? No one knows these people." So like like how like, and and the names? Oh my God, Russia, Russia, can you? Calm the fuck down with your names. What are these letters? It's like if you've ever played like the board game, the board game Scrabble, right? Like if you've ever taken out a Scrabble board, kept it on the table, and then you have the tiles which you put in like a fucking sack, right? You put it in a small bag, and then you shake the tiles, and then you put your hand in, and you put out, pull out like as many tiles as you need to, you know, fill up your thing. It's like the Russians name their kids based on how many tiles they can grab out of that bo- out of that fucking bag where it's like the the weirdest fucking combination of letters you've ever seen in your life like a fucking g and a v and a, a z o k h and m like how the fuck do you make a name with that how the fuck do you make a name with that and you know i'm just going to say i'm going to put it out there right now if you expect me to pronounce any of these names and you know God bless me for for this having to be the first episode of the UFC review because I cannot pronounce sixty seven percent of these fucking names. I cannot. There's there's just way too many letters and pronunciations in ways that I cannot pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce these names, and I don't think I ever will. So uh, <laughs> you're just gonna have to forgive me for that because these names are fucking difficult, and they've got like sixteen letters in them. And that's just like one of his names. It's like it's like why why are you doing this? Do you not think that maybe I should make my child's name easier so that the rest of the world can pronounce it? Or are you tra- planning on being in seclusion for the rest of your life and you don't give a fuck? Because this some of these names like Khabib Nurmagomedov took forever, and it took him the superstardom for people to be like, all right. I'll take the time to learn his name because that's how it took me a fucking day to learn this guy's name. Like I sat there as a Khabib, 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 Nurmagomedov, Nurmago, Nurmagomedov, like fucking hell. What? A, why? No wonder this guy wrestles bears because he can't make any friends. No one can pronounce his name, so no one can call him. So he has to wrestle bears. Those are his only friends. So it, it kind of makes sense now in hindsight. But seriously, like, what the fuck are these names? So you're going to have to forgive me because I won't be able to pronounce most of these names. 
but uh, it, it was, aside from the names being difficult, the card was excellent. What a fucking great card. Like, we we were not expecting this from from this from this card like the the prelims and the early prelims had some fantastic talent on it some of these guys 100% are going to be going up the ranks eventually sooner rather than later we saw some we saw a lot of finishes there were quite a few decisions as well but some good decisions uh it was like we saw, I and first of all, draws are so rare. Draws barely ever happen. We saw a draw on the prelims, so it was it was great to see that. And we saw knockout. We saw uh, we saw submissions. We saw uh, decision victories, split decision. So it was it was great. Like this card had every almost every type of stoppage you could have. So we were really happy with the card, and uh, I'm sure I can speak on behalf of my friends. But <clears throat> this, so UFC 242 took place in a brand new arena called, get ready for this, the arena. So Abu Dhabi built a a brand new, I guess, fucking hell. Now this is going to sound weird because the name of the arena is the arena, but it's called, it is an arena, so... But they built a brand new arena for this event, and they've signed they signed a five year contract in which they're going to be working with the UFC and bringing events and fights over here. I believe once a year for the next five years at least, which is really good because you know uh, expand where they where they deliver their product and they they will make new fans. They will, I'm sure. I'm sure there are so, and oh, I, I, I'm guaranteeing it. There were so many people last night at this event who have never watched like UFC properly. They may have watched like a Conor fight, or they may have watched a, a Brock Lesnar fight, or just you know, just just these big names that you hear of. And they, I'm sure, I'm sure if they're paying attention to this card, they may have come out as fight fans. And they may be more interested in watching more fights now, so it was it was that type of card where it it lived up uh, to to the expectations in terms of the main event and co-main event, but it also over delivered in the prelims and all the fights building up onto the main card. So I personally think it was a great great night for fights, and uh, if you're a fight fan and you were in, in attendance. You must have enjoyed the shit out of it. And even if you're watching at home, I'm sure if you watch the prelims, there are some some fights in, in those prelims. I was like, wow. And and full disclosure, I don't necessarily watch prelims. I watch a prelim fight if, let's say, if there's a fight that I really want to watch. But I will not go through the effort of watching the prelims. That's just, which is I guess now, especially, I kind of have to change that because if I'm reviewing the shows, I kind of need to know what the fuck is going on. But I, earlier, I would not. I would not watch prelims. So right now, uh, that's that's a change I'm making. But I'm sure there are people in attendance that were like, oh, yeah, cool, I'm here to see Khabib. And I asked, I asked my friends, I was like, yo, guys, how many people over here do you think are just Khabib fans, you know? 
and we were throwing numbers around kind of like you know maybe 80% were just there to watch Khabib don't even know who Paul Felder or Edson Barbosa are you know so that's that and because it's all very new here in the Middle East so you're you're bringing all this exposure now so people don't really know like I, I'm not going to say that oh because these people no one knows anything here that's not the case but there you're exposing stuff now more so to people who don't really necessarily get to travel to that side of the world where now they get to see so much more and they get to see these events and stuff and it's really cool like uh, a few of my friends as well they were like man this is amazing and i went to the ufc uh that was uh, ufc 112 uh that was anderson silva versus damian maya and that was here in abu dhabi and this this one 242 has exponentially exponentially grown in terms of presentation in terms of the the whole feel and the environment and the atmosphere that they built and just the lighting and the music and and the quality of the fighters and the fights it's grown so much more and and not to say that 112 didn't have talent 112 had great talent you know but UFC 242 today has has taken it to a next level you know it's it's gone to the next level and now I'm sure people watching are going to be like, okay, like, like I, I, I like that guy, but he's not even like famous, you know, people in the arena is what I mean. Like they must've been like, Oh, you know that, like, I didn't even know who this guy was. Like, I wonder, you know, like, let me check out another fight. And like, that's probably what's going to happen where some of these guys are going to climb the ranks. And then later on, people are going to be like, Oh shit. I remember this guy. This is the guy that, you know, knocked out. What's his face. And then, they might watch that and they might watch another fight or two. And that's kind of how I got into it through Brock Lesnar. Where I was like, oh, I'm here to watch Brock Lesnar. And then, oh, who's this guy? Oh, shit, he got knocked out. What the fuck? That's crazy. And then, you know, watch another one. I was like, hey, I remember this guy. Oh, shit, okay, yeah. And that's kind of you get sucked into it, you know? But it, it it's all it takes is that one thing. And and I, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be building that, that MMA or, or rather, UFC is going to be building that MMA fan base. A lot of people are going to join that fan base now after the exposure over here. <clears throat> but uh, in terms of my experience with this entire event, I felt like I was, a high, I was at like my high school reunion kind of thing where I saw all these people that I haven't seen in forever. But uh, thankfully, I was sitting away because then I would have been sucked into this whole like, hey, how have you been? Oh my God, long time. What are you up to? And I would have not been able to catch even a single fight. So <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that I was sitting like I had I had amazing seats. So shout out to Moses for for hooking me up with those those fantastic seats. Though they were such good seats, and and me and the boys were just we're we're sitting down and just like excellent view, excellent view. We could see everything crystal clear. And it was it was fantastic. So we got we got the, the some of the best seats in the house, and uh, we were we were in risers as well, which is always better because like I've 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 gone to so many WWE events now, and I've sat on the floor twice, and I can I can most definitely say that you you want risers, especially because like I'm not a very tall guy, right? I'm five five. Like most people around me tend to be taller than me and and they always sort of i always sort of manage to find myself behind some tall fuck 
So risers, especially when I go for WWE events, if I'm sitting risers, it's all good. You know, I there's like there's no there's no obstruction. But when I first went to to like my first WWE event, I got floor, and but those were okay because those are almost ringside. They were fourth row from the ring, so it was a Royal Rumble in 2017. And I was fourth from the ring, so that's that's excellent. I mean, like, what what more do you want, right? Like, you, I could catch sweat, like being slapped off of Randy Orton, for example. So it was it was that close, fourth row from the ring, which is fine if you get those. But if you're anywhere behind that, you're fucked, because especially if you're short, because now you can't see shit. Now you have to kind of like bob and weave your head around the fat fuck in front of you or the tall guy in front of you, and it's like, dude. Like, come on, I can't see shit. So the fact that we had risers for this was just the best. It was so good. I'm so glad we had risers. And yeah, we were we, we had a blast. Uh, we it, it was it was a very like social event kind of thing where there's like the floor seats, like I could see people just like talking to people and they're like, Hey, hey, what's up? and stuff and like for sure you had posers where it's like, Oh yeah, check out my seats, blah 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 and they don't know the difference between let's say a hook and, and a jab so like a hundred percent you had those but uh, you know as i said there are a lot of people there supporting khabib their their uh, khabib is is big here especially for the muslim community so uh, he's like he's an excellent role model you know so that's that's like that's why he's he's a big deal here and that's why people are out supporting the guy and you know deserved well deserved but uh, Khabib not only had the Muslims supporting him, he had all of Dagestan. I feel like all of fucking Dagestan was here and half of Russia and Chechnya and all these fucking countries. <laughs> Everyone was shipped here for these fights because, man, if you were fighting a Russian guy on this card, it was, like, scary because these guys would vocally, properly let you know that you suck and boo the fucking the the base right into you you know like there was every non-russian guy got booed yeah and like every non-russian guy it was just like holy shit man like some of these guys are good fighters dude you know and and there was a fighter on the card that actually won his fight against a russian guy and he he kind of like deserved to win but he got booed it's like dude he deserved to win the fucking fight but no he's russian so you know whatever um uh yeah and then and one of the the thing the factors going into this card was the weather it has suddenly for the past 4 days been the most humid i've ever seen it like in a very 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 long time i don't remember the last time it was this humid in the country to a point where it's like and and like it gets super humid right it reaches like 90% humidity 90% humidity it has reached before and you can feel it it's disgusting cuz like you walk out and you're wet you know it's just it's it's uncomfortable you don't you don't want to be around that that weather and now the problem is that they they had closed off this entire arena right so it was closed off under a tent with air conditioning but the air conditioning was not strong enough. So we're sitting there and we're kind of sweating, right? We're sweating at our seats. So you can imagine, like, these fighters must be, 
like and it, it compromises your fight. So there were several times where we saw guys slip in the octagon, right? They're just they're circling around their foot slips. Why? Because a sweat. It's just it's humid. So so the floor gets a little wet and you're walking around barefoot in there, and you're bound to like slip. So <clears throat> so that's what that's kind of what happened where it's like you know, you you just it's 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 difficult to to plan for something like that and i don't know if if the weather forecast revealed that it was going to be super humid but that would be closer like maybe a week before right or two weeks before but you're training to to fight in closed conditions and you're like all right it'll be the same air conditioning all right cool i'm gonna train for that and then suddenly they're like oh it's super humid and there's nothing we can really do about it so it's like oh well now my fighting style is compromised what do i do but it it didn't seem to affect too much but there were points where you're like okay i think that may have that that may have done something and and the main event is is an example of that but i'll get to that later uh the so the heat was a factor and but you know what the heat didn't stop the celebrities from coming in there were a bunch bunch of people that were there two chains was there two chains uh, we we saw Tiny Tempa, who's uh, if you don't know, he's a British rapper. Um, some of the fight the fighters were were out as well. So there was like Henry Cejudo, Matt Sarah was there, uh, Zhang Weili, where she's the first Chinese champion in the UFC, and uh, two of my boys, Moz and Sachi, were just like going nuts, just cheering for her at the weigh-ins and and <laughs> whenever she was on TV as well uh, in the arena. Uh, Andre Arlovski was in full like Emirati clothes, like he was wearing the Kandora and the Ghatraigal. So it's like he was he was head to toe decked out. Uh, there was uh, also an Indian actor Varun Dhawan who was sitting beside Andre Arlovski, and uh, there was the head of che- the Chechen Republic was there, Ramzan Kadyrov. So I hope I got that right. If I don't, please forgive me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like people were out and people were there, man. Like everyone was there for this event. They're like, "All right, something's happening. Let's let's do this," you know. So so it was a good time for everyone. Everyone had fun, I think. And uh, the, the the heat was the only factor. The like even even while getting out, uh, taxis and buses, which is common for most events, right? Common for most events if they're not taking place directly in the city. So yes. <clears throat> yes, Island is about a forty-minute drive from my house, but it's straight highway. So, and it's it's still considered. It's like it's kind of on the outskirts of the city, but it's still like there's there's a highway going straight into town. So, <clears throat> forty minutes in, and that's that's the only thing. It's kind of like you know, it's a, it's a little out of the way. But then to get to your cars as well, it's like I've got to walk. So, like me and two of my friends walked in walked in the fucking nasty nasty weather for about i don't even know how long it was like 20 minutes maybe 20 minutes in that nasty disgusting so we're we're drenched head to toe i got home the event finished at about 1 a.m got home and i got home about two so i got home around two and i was just like i need a fucking shower i feel like i feel so stupid Sticky. It is disgusting. But took that shower, gone to bed, and I was like, oh, that was good. That was fun. 
so yeah there was uh, uh so we were we were a total of eight people in in our row um and there were these two guys sitting beside me like these two pervy british dudes <laughs> um they uh i i don't know what they were thinking i'm not sure if they thought we were friends or if they thought you know we were we we're homies or i don't know what the fuck these guys thought but they every chance they got they decided to point out hog girls so this one dude and mind you yeah like on his wallpaper he's got his wife and his his kid and like every ring girl and not not just like so every ring girl whenever she'd come up with the, with the octagon card and walk around the octagon he would take a picture but he did it for every fight and every round so by the end of this there was so hold on 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 there's 13 fights in total right 13 fights had they all gone to 3 rounds you have 39 pictures of just girls holding cards on your phone you fucking weirdo so <laughs> well actually you know what there's 1 2 3 there's 3 fights that finished uh without a third round so and there's so there's 1 2 in the two so that's minus 2 minus th- so this guy had 34 pictures of girls on his fucking phone just holding octagon cards like this guy was fucking pervy and his friend his friend was a little less pervy and i don't know why they switched seats and the pervy guy came and sat beside me and the thing is we're watching the fights and then like i turned to my friend i talk i turn back around and pervy dude is staring at me he's like uh-uh, i see you i was like what he's like i see you looking at the octagon girl i was like oh right yeah, haha, I totally did that, bro. <laughs> They're the same three fucking girls that are walking around all the fucking time. Why are you okay? I guess sex, sex does die out eventually. So, so yeah, so that that was like my experience with that fucking weirdo. But um, other than that, like they were pleasant to talk to about fights, uh, and the, but then they just go back to talking about girls and. Uh, not aside from the octagon girls, there are some fucking fine girls, bro. Some fine girls at this event. Like, woo, very nice, <laughs> great success. Uh, I shouldn't be doing that. Nope, nope, nope. Bad. Oops, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that was Kazakhstan. Never mind. But <laughs> it was a fucking. It was a fantastic test. So how about we get into the fight? Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the early prelims for a bit. The early prelims had the, so the first two fights were were decisions. They were really good fights. Uh, we missed the first one, uh, but from what we heard, it was it was a very good fight. the The first one we caught was a middleweight bout between Omari Ahmedov, de, uh, who who defeated Zach Cummings, and both these guys they they were swinging leather, man. They were swinging leathers, but they they. Eventually, Omari, you know, got the decision victory. the The first knockout of the night was this guy by the name of Muslim Salihov. See again, now you're gonna have to bear with me with these fucking names. I'd like to see one of you try it, but Muslim Salihov 
who who defeated Nordin Talib, and uh, this guy, I, I think Nordin Talib was in. Uh, I think he's fought before in Bellator, and he. So he, this guy is. Uh, <laughs> he's he's a Canadian fella, so and he. Uh, so the, basically, he just got punched square in the face, right? And I think I think this knockout was the best knockout of the night, where where he got punched square in the fucking face, and just dropped, and and then basically the guy tried to you know obviously he has to fucking finish the fight, but it was it was over and done with pretty soon, man. Like the guy didn't need to take all that time. But uh, and and Muslim actually got uh, the the fight of the night bonus, or not fight of the night, but performance of the night bonus for knockout, obviously. And then uh, following that, there was Bilal Muhammad, who was, you know, Palestine. the The Palestinian population in UAE is quite high, so he's obviously beloved by all his Palestinian brothers over here and brothers and sisters. And they he comes out to some Palestinian music, pops the crowd. People are going wild, and he he didn't uh, he didn't disappoint. First round was all him. Second round, so he so Bilal Muhammad was uh, def- uh, <coughs> was challenging Takashi Sato, who uh, I'm not sure. One of my friends kept saying he was Korean, so I'm not sure if he's Korean. I, his name sounds very Japanese, but I'm not gonna just you know hold on. I, See, I need to I need to now check because now I'm gonna end up looking racist and uh, I am not. But uh, he he so uh, Bilal was in at least in the start. So he's from Tokyo, Japan, and fucking hell, he's a year younger than me. Jeez, <sighs> age age people. But uh, Bilal Bilal was dominating the first round. Second round, Sato came back, and he he was putting some pressure on Bilal. But then, Bilal, third round, pulled it out, pulled it out, man. He got the win, submission, rear naked choke, put him out. Good night, Sato. And then, oh boy, this was a difficult knockout to watch. So, these were the early prelims. We jumped to the prelims, and the first fight was a lightweight bout between Otman Azaitar and uh, Timu... Pakalin, who was a Finnish guy, right, from Finland. Now, bro, this guy, uh, Otman, so he's he's undefeated, right, undefeated. And this guy landed a punch kind of to the back of the head, but clipped him just right. He put this guy, Timu, out night, night, brother. This guy was gone. His toes were curled. He was out. He fell face first. Gone to sleep. So first round, 3 minutes, 33 seconds. Guy is out like a fucking light. And it was so difficult to watch because the guy, you know he's out because he falls face fucking first on the mat. Face first. It was so difficult to see. But, you know, that's a sport. That's just how it is. So you know what are you gonna do? But yeah, it was it was it was tough to watch, and uh, it was it was it was a fun fight, no doubt. But man, you you feel bad when you see that sometimes it's kind of like, you know, 
in the start, I'd be like, yeah, he fucking got knocked out. But then when you understand the repercussions of it, it's kind of like, ooh, fuck, man, poor guy. I hope I hope he recovers because some of them, man, some of these guys don't end up recovering from shit like that. You know, now they're scared and like, just take Francis Ngannou versus Stipe, for example. Francis was knocking motherfuckers out left, right, and center, sending them to fucking different universes. And Stipe put him in his place, and then Francis comes into his next fight scared. So this is the kind of shit that happens, and I hope this Timu dude is okay because he was, he was asleep for a long time, man. He wasn't moving. They showed the replay, came back, and he's still, like, lying flat. So it was it was tough, but, you know, it's okay. Uh, then we we saw a fight between uh, Sarah Morris and Liana. Fucking, I don't know how to say this. J O J U A is Hoa Hoa. I don't fucking know. This is a catchweight fight in one thirty eight. But Sarah comes out. So Sarah's a Canadian girl. She comes out looking fucking high as a kite. Like, she came out to some weird dubstep music, and she was doing this weird fucking dance that made it look like she's trying to, like, summon rain or some shit. So I don't understand what the fuck she was going for, but it was so fucking weird. And <laughs> we were all laughing. We, we all laughed. It was so weird. But <laughs> she she came out, and she put a hurtin'. She put a hurtin' on, on her opponent, and she finished her. She finished Liana. In uh, the third round, two minutes twenty six seconds. It was a good fight. Uh, I wasn't too into this. It was just it was a little slow for me. But you know, was, they they did a decent job. The girls did a decent job. And then we got a featherweight bout between a Zubera Tuchagov. Oh, fucking hell, man! These names. And he faced off against Leon Murphy from Manchester, England. And this fight was actually quite controversial because it went to a draw and it was, uh, so it was 29-28, 29-28 for each one of them. And then a 28-28, which I can't remember which round that would have been. I'm, if I remember correctly, it was the third round and the everyone booed. There's so many boos. And I think Leon, uh, sorry, Leron, I call him Leon, uh, Leron. Looked quite upset at at the thing, but I I think a draw was was exactly what was expected. I I didn't see I didn't see it not being a draw because it was it could have gone either way. So I guess a draw was a correct decision. And Liron at this point I believe is undefeated as a fighter. So yeah, I guess I guess it was uh, a decent decision to make. And then we we reached the women's flyweight fight which was the the last of the prelims and it was uh joanne calderwood from scotland versus andrea lee and this was a split decision as well so it's kind of like oh what's going on a lot of uh a lot of splits here but uh yeah it was a split decision and uh the the scotswoman took the win i was uh i was rooting for the scots you know because you know i podcast for the scots and they might fire me if I don't root for them. So it was a good, it was a good fight, and uh, the girls put in some work there too. It's the heat, man. Like working the heat, it's 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 difficult. You know, I I, I have to say it's uh, I can't imagine uh, like the breathing conditions and stuff that you'd have to train 
uh, that you have to do in training to be able to acclimate to yourself to to this this weather here. But some of the, like hats off to these guys. They did a fucking great job. And then we start the main events of the evening, where we have our first fight in the lightweight division, which is Carlos. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and say his name the Brazilian way. So it's it's Carlos Fajea, which is if anyone else read it, I guess it it's like Ferreira, right? And uh, he he faced one of the Dagestani clansmen, Meyerbeck Taisumov. Taisumov. Taisumov? Yeah. So, good God. I'm I'm so bad with this. But uh, the first round, Taisumov had some good shots in. He, he got some great, great shots in. And uh, the the story of this fight was Fahea was adding pressure. He add he the pressure was on, and this is so this is the fight I was talking about where this poor guy was was dominating the fight. Now, as much as Taisumov got shots in, the pressure was way too overwhelming, I think, and Fahea just kept going and kept going and kept going. And so, for example, like in round two, Fahea had. 56 55 significant strikes versus 13 for for Tysonov and and then and this is this is round 2 and then round 3 it was 79 significant strikes versus 21 so so in my mind I think I think Fahea did whatever he needed to 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 put on the pressure and win and uh, the the decision obviously went to him. It was twenty nine twenty eight, twenty nine twenty seven, and twenty nine twenty seven. So yeah, it was it was it's pretty pretty one sided. One of the rounds, the last round was very very one sided. And then we get a heavyweight fight between Curtis Blades and Shamil Abdurakhimov. I just I went for that one. <laughs> I went for it. I was like, fuck it, just say it fast, and maybe maybe you'll get it right, and it worked. So Shamil Abdurakhimov uh, <laughs> facing Curtis Blades, who made Shamil look like an amateur. His Curtis Blades wrestling is is like so high level, and this Shamil dude stood no chance whatsoever. Blades dominated this whole fight with his wrestling. It's just you know strikes here and there, and then boom, dropped him. And Blades actually in the first round got four takedowns. Four takedowns in just the first round. And it was funny because we couldn't hear the horn. So you know they, they have the clap that they clap like three times to signal to signal like the last 10 seconds of the round. And we heard the clap, but then we didn't hear the horn. And there's a point where Blades is on top. So he's got a full mount on Shamil. And he's raining down fucking punches on this poor guy. Just raining down those punches. And Blades basically gets pulled off by the referee. And we're like, oh shit, the fight's over. He's he's put him out. But turns out that it was the horn. And the thing is, I, I watched this back on TV. And Shamil himself was like, what? I'm still awake. Why did he stop the fight? And they're like, oh no, that was the end of the round. He's like, oh, okay, okay. So, so... Like that, I don't know why the horn maybe wasn't working or what the fuck was going on, but you couldn't hear shit. But yeah, the basically the fight ended almost the same way where Blades was on top and he dropped an elbow, 
Like he wasn't he wasn't in full mount this time, but he dropped a fucking elbow on this guy, shattered his fucking nose, blood was everywhere, and and you could see so like in fighting, right? Like the the tell is if you see someone wince in pain or grab something out of pain, you know you you hurt them hard because you're trained to not show any pain and you're kind of trained to like endure the pain and and like you know just kind of like brush it off but if you're if you've been hit so hard that you cannot mask the pain well then that's a that's like you know shark smelling blood in the water where it's like all right i got this guy so as soon as blades dropped that elbow shamil fucking covered his nose immediately like instantly his hand was on on top of his nose and he's like fuck like this hurts and blades was going in but you know the referee stopped it was like nope and like blades elbow just like fucking just grazed his nose and hit it like with the sharp point in ooh that's got to hurt but yeah it was it was a good fight uh but very one-sided it was it was all Chris blades following that we get so the first of the three lightweight fights to close the show it was uh Davi Hamos I'm going uh, Hamos I guess that's the way the Brazilians pronounce it um, oh, by the way, I just just to say, in terms of heavyweights, right? Curtis Blades, I think, in terms of future fights, now that uh, DC lost the belt to Stipe, I I I do want to say that I think Curtis Blades should fight Inganu, right? And the winner of Curtis Blades and Inganu should fight Stipe for the title. That's unless DC is making a comeback and fighting. To win the title, so if you're doing that, do DC Stipe, the the rubber match. But if you're not doing that, then I guess you do Ingano versus Curtis Blades, which is going to be incredible. Uh, if Ingano still has that that fire in him, I think Ingano takes that one. But with Blades and his wrestling, I think Curtis Blades would be very very problematic. To, to Nganu and but they've they've had a fight already and Nganu did win but I think I think now Curtis Blades is he's changed it up a little bit you know he's he's a little different now and uh and he's he knows what to expect from Francis so have Francis versus Curtis Blades too and then you the winner winner goes on to face Stipe in my opinion I think that's that's the way you go uh, but fucking heavyweight division needs some more depth. Why are all the all the depth is coming to lightweight? Uh, not that I'm complaining, but yeah. So the speaking of lightweights, we we do get to our first uh first of the three closing lightweight fights. Uh, it's it's Davi Hamosh versus Islam Makhachev. Makhachev. Fucking hell. This was also. A, a very very good fight because both men are matched up so well the so the first round it's a very like feeling up process now from from as far as i know hamosh is a brazilian jiu-jitsu like like supreme athlete he's uh, i think he's won like major tournaments in in jiu-jitsu he's like a world champion in jiu-jitsu and uh, so that's hamosh and then islam makhachev is the guy who they say that if Khabib was not there, this would be Khabib. Like this would be the guy who's 
who's at Khabib's level. But, you know, he obviously he trains with Khabib and he's in Khabib's camp and Khabib's dad walked him out to the to the octagon and stuff. So uh, Khabib's dad trains him as well. So so basically uh, he, he's he's up there, man. This guy is is high level. Islam Islam is like very, very high level. And his his record speaks for itself. You know, he's he's got 18 and one. Now, granted, he's not fa- he's not had like, you know, that level of competition that that you'd expect after such a great record. So Davi Hamosh, so he defeated Davi Hamosh. But Davi Hamosh was uh, was one of the people uh, who who I guess is on that list of like like acclaimed fighters who who you'd be like, all right, this guy this guy is someone you know this guy is a good a good win. So. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, but he's he's faced Gleason Tebow, for example, uh, and and uh, Nick Lentz before that. So it's I, I I wouldn't say his his resume of fighters is great, but he needs to like he needs to fight higher competition. He needs to fight higher competition. But even in that division, I don't think he's gonna fight Khabib at any point unless they have some mutual understanding or it's like all right, it's friendly and like. You know, you're my buddy, but it's a fight. You know, we fight because this is what we do. This is our livelihood. So, um, again, that depends on them. But this this was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist versus a wrestler and high-level wrestler. Like, if you know Khabib's wrestling, if then you know that this guy is is up there with that. You know, that, that level, that caliber of wrestling. These guys are high high level so both men kind of didn't want to go to the ground because like one of them is afraid of being dominated from his the 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 wrestling and the other was afraid of being submitted by the jiu-jitsu so i i feel like for that reason neither of them were too keen on going to the ground they did at some point but uh the the third round there there was a connection with a knee so so uh, Islam connects on on the clinch with a knee onto Hamosh and drops him and then fucking rains down punches like wailing punches on this fucking guy and he he gets so many punches in but you know Hamosh Hamosh was fine pulled him in and then it was basically just you know jujitsu versus wrestling at that point and they're so both of them are so high level that it, they were just canceling each other out and Islam basically ended the fight on top, and Islam won, you know, by a decision. So it was a 29-27, 30-26, and 30-26. So it's like dominant performance. Like, that is insanely dominant. So it was, uh, <coughs> again, really, really good fight. But uh, and for, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why, but this guy seems really sad. Like, I just felt like he'd been crying, and me and my buddy were talking about it, and we are just like, dude, why the fuck does he look like he's been crying all night long? And then they asked him to do, like, the promo for the for the fight. So, if you if you have a chance, go back and watch it. He looks like he's been crying all fucking night, and then, even in his, like, post-fight interview, he's kind of like, he seems sad that he won, but he even in the sadness, he calls out, like, the winner of Felder and Barbosa. So, I'd like to see that. That would be very, very interesting. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good fight. But this, the next fight, the next fight was 
was the one I was looking forward to the most. Paul Felder versus Edson Barbosa. That was my like fight of the night. Like this is gonna be it. These guys are both crazy. The first fight that they had was great, and uh, it's kind of sad because like you hear Paul Felder talking about like the shit that he went through during that fight where he like he had a hard time kind of you know accepting the fact that he had his first loss in the octagon and stuff and he was like a he was like a rising prospect you know and and unfortunately uh, barbosa is the one who put that first notch in in that not name but like in in his record and felder had a hard time coping with that and so for felder to get his I wouldn't call it, I don't want to call it revenge because it's not like out of malice or hatred, but it's just like he got that retribution. He got that win back, you know, or or he corrected that loss that he had. And so he was really emotional. But this fight, uh, it was it was like the the Barbosa. So Barbosa had won the first one via decision. Right. And and ironically, Felder won this one via decision. And both men who lost were very visibly kind of you could tell like, all right, this guy did not want to like he didn't think he was losing because Barbosa had his arms raised when this fight was ending. He, he was like, all right, I've won this. I've won this. And then like he was shocked and he left the octagon when when the decision was made. Now Felder like, you know, Felder was obviously like, hey, you know, great competition. Like he's great. He hurts. He's he's a strong fighter. So there was all that respect. Mutual respect was there and stuff. But that you could see, like, this guy was not happy. Barbosa was not happy. Now, one unfortunate thing, and I understand why he didn't do it, uh, or at least I think I understand why he didn't do it, but Barbosa's known for his kicks, his spinning heel kicks, and his roundhouse kicks and stuff. So, like, I I was so, so waiting for that. And unfortunately, he didn't throw them. He didn't throw them, and I'm assuming it's because the ground was slippery. And you don't want to fucking fall on your ass and then have Paul Felder fucking beat you down into the mat. So I I can understand that, but it was... uh, I would have fucking loved to see some spinning kicks, man. Like, I was there for that, bro. Barbosa! But I get it. Uh, He threw some leg kicks, and uh, Felder did a fantastic job in checking a a bunch of them. So both of them Muay Thai fighters, you know. So this is a Muay Thai fight. And Barbosa got some fucking solid kicks onto Felder's chest, uh, not chest, sorry, his his ribs. And he was like, like you could see from where we were sat. So have a look at my my Twitter or or Instagram story, I guess. I don't know if they'll still be up there, but my Twitter has it. Where you can see how far we are from the octagon. And we're not very far, but we are at a significant distance. And we're we're about like maybe I want to say fifteen rows behind up in the risers, and you could see from where we were sat, we could see the fucking redness on Felder's body, like it was that significant from where we were sat. So it must have fucking hurt like a bitch. So Barbosa got those those strong body kicks in, but as at some point uh, a accidental headbutt uh, opened Felder up. So they checked, they stopped the fight, they checked with the ref, thankfully everything was okay. They cleaned him up at the end of that round, so he was fine. But Felder was adding a shit ton of pressure, and ironically, Barbosa got got a takedown. So no one expected that. Barbosa took, he got a takedown, and then and he he basically just tried to dominate from the top. 
which is why I think Barbosa thought he won. He didn't keep him down for too long, but he kept him down for a bit. But Felder was doing damage. Felder was doing damage. Felder busted Barbosa up from that position. So he he threw an elbow, busted Barbosa up. So by the time Barbosa stood back up and and Felder got the distance and 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 you know stood up as well. Once they both like once both men were standing, you could see the damage done to Barbosa's face. And Felder did that. So if he's getting offense in, that's points to Felder, you know? And uh but so so yeah, and then by the end of the third round, Barbosa tries a a takedown but doesn't complete it he does not complete it so that's another argument i heard where it's like oh you know barbosa got a takedown at the end of that round great but he didn't complete the takedown you know they were using so the we were questioning we didn't know what rules were being used for for this and it was a new rules with limited replay and stuff so uh, I'm just throwing that out there for some reason right now, which has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But he 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 basically he got a takedown, uh, but didn't complete it, and Felder he popped right back up. So that doesn't count as a takedown. That is an incomplete takedown. If you once you complete a takedown, those are points given towards a takedown. So Felder stood right back up, didn't didn't let. Barbosa finished the takedown, and and those are points towards Felder. Well, I, I well they're not points towards Barbosa is what I'm trying to say, but yeah, the significant like strikes in the in the fight. So this, in my opinion, this could have been a draw, right? I didn't. I get it. You don't want to see another draw. It could have been a draw, or Felder, like based on everything I've just said, Felder, because he did damage from the bottom and. The guy, the guy added pressure the whole fight. He was the one pushing Barbosa towards the cage, constantly, constantly chasing after him, chasing after him, and that's those are points towards you. So the so you can kind of tell from the first round it was quite even in terms of striking, where it was Barbosa was twenty four, Felder was twenty three, and then round two was when you started seeing kind of the discrepancy, but Barbosa could have won this round. In my opinion, I think Barbosa did. It was 21 strikes to 16. Now it's not too far off. It's it's five strikes, but it's like the, there's still pressure being added from from Felder. So that that second round was was kind of where Felder won this fight, in my opinion. And uh, and the third round was just like a dominant performance by Felder, where it was 19 strikes to 31. 31 for Felder. So. Felder was was beating the shit out of this guy in that last round, and and a, an incomplete takedown is not going to change that. So the decision was a split decision, right? I I don't know how. I don't understand it because it went twenty seven thirty, and then twenty nine twenty eight, and then thirty twenty seven. So if there are if there are, if he's I, I don't know who the fuck was doing this because I don't know who the fuck is giving 30 to which one of these fighters. And then there's one that's a 29-28, which seems more kind of like, okay, that makes sense. But there's there's some fighters, uh, some judges that are giving a 30 to one of these guys. There's no way, no fucking way Felder lost that last round. No fucking way. So how the fuck is, is Barbosa getting a 30? I just don't understand that. I just don't understand it. 
but yeah so that was that was the story of the fight and uh it was it was really good and and you know people booed because i think people know who edson barbosa is and people don't know who who paul felder is so people are like boo it's like how the fuck are you booing like the guy the guy added pressure the whole fight did damage from from the bottom position avoided a takedown at the end of the third round what what the fuck are you guys even talking about like who why are you booing and again i guess it's those people that don't really watch mma and who don't really know what the fuck is going on but whatever so yeah it was kind of sad but uh great fucking fight and fight in my opinion lived up to its expectations i want to see a third one i want to see the rubber match these guys they they deserve to know who the who the clear victor is and and they they need to go one more time and then <coughs> the main event of the evening Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Dustin the Diamond Poirier. I, in my so we, obviously you know you go for a fight, you talk to your boys, and you're like, hey, who do you got? When do you have him? Blah blah blah. Me personally, I had Khabib round two, ground and pound. I that's that was my prediction. Uh, one of my boys was like Dustin Poirier round four. I was like, okay. I I cannot see that happening. If it does, that's insane. If if Dustin was to win it, he was gonna win it in the first or second round, because uh, he had to like finish finish uh, Khabib with strikes, which he almost kind of did, which I'll get to in a second. But Khabib, oh, yeah, I honestly I don't see anyone even close to his level. It has to be one of his Dagestani teammates who's like gone rogue. To even give him some sort of competition, because there's not a soul on earth that comes to the level of wrestling that 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 guy does. The way he does it, the the pressure he adds, the he makes you carry his weight around, and he just everything he does is meticulously done because he's he's thought it through and he knows like all right, if I do this 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 this, this guy will have to do this and this is what this is what's going to happen that's what's going to happen blah 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 so the guy is is kind of like i i kind of see the the everything he's doing but but no one has an answer no one has an answer for the level this guy's bringing and that is a scary thing that's a scary thing and unfortunately Dustin see i didn't i didn't i picked Khabib to win I wasn't necessarily rooting for Khabib to win. I wasn't rooting for Dustin either. I didn't want either man to lose because they're both a fantastic representation of the sport. They're both great fucking guys. Either of them being champion would have been good. It was really, really heartbreaking at the end of the fight to see Dustin talk about what he was talking about. You see him, like, how much he loves his daughter and he wanted to do this for his daughter. And obviously he's heartbroken because, you know, he feels like he let them down. But... I don't think that's the case. I think Dustin can can bounce back. He can he can challenge again. You know, I'm sure Khabib has enough respect for the guy to be like, of course. You know, like I'm sure, I'm sure at some point, like they'll find new competition. But Dustin is just Dustin's next level, man. Dustin's next level. He's really really good. I've watched him for years now. I watched him lose to Connor uh, many years ago. I'd like to see that rematch. 
that would be a good paycheck for Dustin, you know. But in terms of in terms of his performance against Khabib, I think I think he put Khabib in more pressure and more trouble than anyone ever has. So, like, so from start to finish, the Khabib uh, Poria comes out first. He looks very confident, which is great. Like, you want to be confident. You don't want to like, you know, let your opponent realize that. Even if you are scared, I'm not, I'm not saying that Dustin was scared, but even if you are scared, for you to come out and let your opponent know that he's in your head or, like, there's even a glimmer of a chance that this guy might be scared, that, that that's just, you know, confidence for your opponent. So Poria comes out looking good. He's ready to go. Khabib comes out to some sick Dagestani song about Dagestan. And it's like some girl singing shit. We're just like, yeah, man. That's a tune. <laughs> so so we were jamming to that. And he also got to obviously come out with his father. As soon as he came into the arena, everyone in the fucking place goes nuts. It was crazy. Obviously, this is kind of where like, I lost my voice screaming for Dustin. Lost it for Khabib. I was cheering both these guys on, you know? It's very rare. I always pick one. I always pick one because then like you have a dog in the fight and, and you become more invested, you know? But this time I was like, ah, man, I don't want... like. If Khabib was in trouble, I wanted Khabib to bounce back. If, if Dustin was in trouble, I wanted Dustin to bounce back. Like, it was just that, you know? And you can kind of see where Dustin just... So, in round two, Dustin started throwing some punches, and, and he he managed to tag Khabib. Khabib was, you know, stumbling on his back foot, and Dustin just wanted to land anything he could. He became reckless. I think that was the fall of Dustin. And no pun intended, but, like, Dustin slipped as well at some point. And I think this is so. This is where the the weather kind of plays a factor. Where he slipped uh, while he was throwing that flurry, and it's kind of like, oh shit, did that throw him off? Like, what happened? And then Khabib just took the fight from there, you know. But he, even with when he tagged him the first time, and Khabib was like stumbling backwards, I think Dustin should have been. Dustin's boxing is is incredible. He's such a good boxer. So that's why I remember when he was facing Connor, I was like, both these guys are excellent boxers. Like, how's it? How's this gonna go? And then Connor just boxed, outboxed him. But Dustin, as you can see against Max Holloway, what a fucking great boxer he is. So he has the tools, but I think the nerves of fighting a level a, a wrestler at the level that Khabib's at does become intimidating of sorts, and you do you do not want to fuck up because if you do, you're fucked. So, so yeah, so he, he kind of became reckless and, and he's like, okay, I got to finish this. He's just throwing punches in the air, kind of like recklessly. So it was that, that wasn't, I don't like seeing that he's, he's much more talented than that. He's, he's, his accuracy and his, uh, his precision is so much better. So, so he could have, he could have fixed it, but it is what it is. And then Khabib's wrestling, man. What can I say? He's like a fucking blanket. Like, once, once, he's like a blanket with suction. Like, you just throw him on you and it sticks to you, you know, and that, that's it. Nothing. You can't do anything about it. So, Khabib basically just implemented his game plan, smothered Dustin as much as he could. And, and Khabib was being, like, he was savage with the way he was just grabbing his face and, like, he, he turned his head and, and just, like, it kind of looked like he was trying to snap his neck just like you know cranking his neck to the side and but Dustin did manage to get out you know the like that kudos to him first and second round he managed to get out and and avoid 
being, you know, fucking wailed on by by Khabib. So yeah, he 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 created a decent amount of separation and and then uh but Khabib, you know, round 1 he finished on top, full mount with like some fucking crazy shots. And uh then obviously in round 2 he Poirier had that thing, but then, you know, again Khabib got the takedown immediately after and then just made Dustin Carey's weight. And and like that's how they they ended those rounds but there's a point where dustin got a guillotine in and this was this was like all right can he actually do it is this guy pulling this out is he about to win is he about to shock the world because let's face it dustin winning would have been an upset unfortunately which is weird to say because dustin is is insanely high level but khabib is just so so high level so much more than anyone in that division. So much more than, than anyone I could see. I see no competition for Khabib. Straight up. No competition. Like, anyone outside his camp, I do not see competition. So, Dustin got that guillotine in and squeezed for his fucking life, man. You could see. He's like, I am not letting go. But Khabib made those hip adjustments, kept popping out. And, and then Dustin would like try and like wrap his arms around him again. But then uh, his legs rather, and then and then Khabib would would wiggle back out, adjust his head, and then he popped it out, and he was on top. And then just you know, at that point, Dustin's arms are are completely burnt out. He's he's gassed them because of all the squeezing. And then just you know, Khabib takes his back, neck cranks, and then chokes Dustin until Dustin tapped. Uh, I <laughs> Khabib. Jumped out of the fucking octagon, almost fell on his ass because someone stepped in his way and pulled him back. But then, uh, and then he jumped out, jumped onto Dana, hugged him, hugged everyone, came back in, and this is why I love the guy because he he came in, he he raised Dustin's arms, he's like, you know, he you're the fucking guy, man, you're the fucking guy, and that's respect, you know, and I admire that about Khabib. I admire the fact that he respects and, and he's a great role model, man. He's a great role model for for everyone. It shows you like, you know, the type of people like everyone assumes like they're savages and stuff, but like you see how much respect he has and then he puts on Dustin's T shirt, man. He puts on his fucking T shirt, he's like, I'm gonna sell this and then all the money's gonna go to Dustin. And like, you know, that's that's the love that you gotta show. You know, that's that's it's incredible. Uh he talks about you know, taking some time just to like heal, recover, take some, you know, just do his thing. And, but my heart goes out to Dustin, man. My heart goes out to Dustin, the poor fucking guy. Like you can see he wanted to, he wanted to win for his family. He wanted to win for his, his daughter, his wife who was in attendance. Eh, man, uh, it's, it's, it's really sad, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, this is the sport. Someone wins, someone loses, you know? This is how the sport works. And I kind of wish that... I wish that it wasn't the case for this this fight because both these fucking guys are incredible, but it is what it is. Dustin Dustin came in and and uh, was, was very apologetic to his own family and friends. And he's like, I let you guys down. And it's like, that's heartbreaking. But at the end of it all, I think Dustin... Dustin pulled out something that no one thought was possible. He had Khabib, you know, 
running back. Dustin Dustin did stuff, man. Dustin showed that Khabib is not invincible, that he's 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 a human. He can be stopped. You just have to catch him the right way, the right time, and figure out how the fuck do you stop that wrestling because that is insane. Insane. The, the way he wrestles. Oh, my God. It's, it's beautiful to watch, but also so scary. So scary. But, yeah, so I was very happy with with the fights. All of them. Great fucking card. Such a good job in in organizing the the event as well. Uh, the atmosphere was incredible, electric for the main event. Uh, other than that, the, all the guys I was with, you know, we had a great fucking time. Watched like like in such great enthusiasm, and uh, yeah, it was it was so much so much fun. But yeah, uh, overall overall excellent card. I don't know if I should like. I can't really rate these cards, you know. It's not like a WWE kind of thing where I could give it a like percentage of perfection, where it's like, all right, this is how much I like the show, and this is, you know, that's that's how much I'm giving the rating. So I can't really do that for the for UFC. So I'm just gonna do like a analysis breakdown of sorts, and uh, maybe in the future I can figure something out, you know, where where make it interactive like I did with the the WWE stuff. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. But this is this is just to let you guys in and let you know that uh, this was a great card and uh, we really enjoyed you watching it. So thank you for joining us on this UFC endeavor. And <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, performance of the nights went to Khabib, Otman, the guy who knocked the Finnish guy out, Bilal Muhammad, and uh, Muslim Salikov. So I think I did a good job with the names, right? You know, I think I did an okay job. You know, for someone who doesn't know how to pronounce any of these fucking names. I think I did a good job. Did a good job. But yeah, so that's it for me, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this UFC breakdown of uh, UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi, UAE, Yas Island, the arena. This was uh, this is great. I can't wait for the next one now. I can't wait for the next pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing this every pay-per-view. And uh, if this picks up well and if people like this, I might start doing fight nights. So uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to check the, the listener count and my interactions on Instagram and Twitter with people. Mainly Twitter, obviously, you know, because, you know, if you're listening to all this, then let me know what you think and what you thought was the fight of the night. For me, Paul Felder versus Edson Barbosa. Tweet me at that KJ guy on uh, I'm there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Vero, Twitch. Find me everywhere. We're uh, we're taking over, bro. We're taking over. This is this is a good time. It's a good time for all of us. But uh, yeah, at that KJ guy across all major social media platforms. YouTube.com forward slash that KJ guy. And uh, yeah, those are those are the plugs. And uh, keep an eye out for if you are a WWE fan. I am doing, as I announced in the WWE stuff, that I'm doing the the thingy, the Fantasy League. And that should be so much fun. I've got about 14 people playing so far, so which is uh, much higher than I thought I'd get. I thought there'd be only like six, seven people interested. But 14 people so far, and we still have a week and a half to go until people have to give their final submissions in. 
So it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be very competitive, and uh, I, it's gonna grow. It's gonna grow. So yeah, glad you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed this. Rather, I glad I'm 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 glad I did this. You know, I enjoyed doing this. But um, yeah, thank you, thank you so much. And uh, since you're still here, KJ, out. Когда утро еще не разбудит свет, тишина на рассвете и нет машин, все вокруг замирает, ни звука нет, и на трон восседает покой мир. Когда на пигары сядут табака, так что за белой дымкой не видно край, и вздохнув глубоко посмотрю я вдаль, понимаю, что это и Изнутри раннее утро, пение птиц и крики Азана А на чужбине, как нам этого не хватало Дагестан, владыка гор и сердце Кавказа Дагестан, я здесь родился, я здесь умру